what what makes NCAA's great is meet like last year where you had, you know, I would say three of the four titles were upset winners. And this year, I think, you know, you, you can't really – you might not have as many upsets just because there are so many people. There's no clear favorites. And this is actually the first NCAA meet I think I can remember where there's – no one is a clear favorite in any of the four races. And I think, you know, looking at some of the data we've got on the polls that we've uh, taken of the Electron Nation – I think that might be the heavy favorite in the men's individual race. I think Justin Knight was about a 75% favorite. But if you look at the the voting in the men's and women, the men's and women's team races are almost dead even between BYU and NAU and between Colorado and New Mexico. Um, so I think that makes for a really exciting meet when you genuinely don't know who's going to win any of the four races. I, I, I have to agree. Now, 75%. Well, then, you've been in charge of collecting the votes and tabulating them. I mean, that seems – I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I um, sort of understand that. I mean, Justin Knight's got a good kick, but, but but Grant Fisher won on the track. I mean, that seems a little high to me. Well, what's the latest on, on the men's poll results? I mean, yeah, on the men's side, Justin Knight's definitely the favorite. He's getting right at it, 74.8% of the votes. Grant Fisher only coming in at 16%. And then no one after that has even 3%. You know, you got the three Alabama guys from Kenya. Um, Vincent Kipout's first at 2.7%. Gilbert King and Alfred Chilinga. Then you got guys at 1%. Emmanuel Rotich, Rory Linkletter, even Casey Klinger's getting And the second Grant Fisher also has a couple. The Grant Fisher of Colorado State has 0.4%. I think people got the voting wrong on that one. You know, shut shut up. Shut up. It's a little bit, but, you know, just tonight, he's been at the World Championships. He's a senior. He's a better cross-country runner than Grant Fisher. He's better at long distance. He's 4-0 against Grant Fisher in cross-country races. So I think he's got to be the favorite. I'm a little bit surprised. Um... Sometimes there's an American bias, but you know, Knights from Canada, so it's probably more like a you know North American bias that you get a lot. Um, yep. So that's it. Uh, the women's side, um, you know, Edna Kurgat, uh, she's getting 48% of the vote, and Krista Schweitzer is getting 30.5%. So. It's, you know, about 50% more people are voting for Edna than Carissa to defend her title. Um, but Allie Perrier is getting 9%. Allie Ostrander, nearly 5%. Danny Jones, 3%. Charlotte Taylor, 2%. So, it's, you know, there's a few more names in the mix on the women's side. Um, but I wouldn't just give, you know, I think my flight got delayed yesterday. Who was it yesterday at the press conference said, you know, on the men's side, just on the with the two, two man race. And Grant Fisher said that people are, you know, I think he's aware of the hype that uh, surrounds him and especially this Grant Fisher versus Justin Knight duel, because after all, that is what we got at the Wisconsin Invitational back in October. But, you know, he, he doesn't want to take anyone lightly. And there are, we have seen, you know, upset champions before. And I think one, you know, so one of the, they brought one of the Alabama trio to the press conference yesterday, Vincent Kiprock. And I think if there's a wild card at play here, it's going to be one of those three because they've generally run together. Um, have he, he, Vincent Kiprock, um, Gilbert Keegan, and Alfred Chalanga. And when you're running together like that, you know, they haven't, they didn't run pre-nats, they didn't run uh, Wisconsin. 
they have, you know, they've all lost at some point uh, to Jason Choge of Middle Tennessee State. So I think, and he's another guy who could factor. But I think when you have that, that they maybe haven't been pushed or they haven't, uh, you know, totally separated from one another in a race. And if someone makes a big move, or it could be one of them making a big move today, uh, we if they haven't shown their true potential yet, they could be a, a monkey wrench in that Fisher Knight duel that everyone's been clamoring yeah. about. Do Great any, stuff. Any, I mean, anything could happen. Look at just last year, right? Like, King Chaz, right? We should just give him his fourth title and he doesn't win it. I mean, it wasn't maybe he had right coming in, but anytime I feel like, what, Jenny Simpson, everyone assumed she'd win and go out on top. I mean, Laurie Lang got beat on this course in 20, 2012, even though he'd run, uh, I think, 13 flat over the summer and uh, 333. Yeah, I, I, there's a great post on Twitter by. Uh, U.S. People Chase Pro Dan Hewling, essentially along the lines of, he said, I, "Yeah, I like to think of myself like if I got in the best shape I've ever been in in my pro career and had an A race at NCAA Cross, I'd like to think I could win it. But every time I tell myself that, I know I'm wrong, and it's true. You know, this is a guy who is a, a very accomplished runner who's fifth in the world in the steeple chase, but this is a really hard race to win. I mean, Justin Knight was ninth." this year at the World Championships, and he's not a slam dunk to win this race. So that shows you how tough it is. Yeah, great stuff. I mean, I, I think that um, if, if you're just joining us, thanks. A lot of people now are dialing in as, as the time gets a little bit later, 8 a.m. Some people on the West Coast, it's 5 a.m. I apologize to you guys. But uh, we'll probably be having more and more people joining as the show goes on. Um, but this is Let's Run's pre-NCA podcast. Uh, we've got boots on the ground in Louisville, Weldon Johnson and Jonathan Galt. I am unable to make it, unfortunately, and then joining you from Let's Run's Northeast headquarters in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, I, I think it's best, actually, if we talk about, you know, we talked a little bit about the men right there. Why don't we focus on the women? Um, uh, unfortunately or fortunately, I mean, uh, you know, we have a, a little more male-dominated interest. I guess it's like all sports. Most people are a little bit more interested on the men's side than the women's side, unless it comes to U.S. soccer. So we'll talk about the women, make sure we get in enough women's talk, and then as the audience gets larger, we can talk about the men's race. So on the women's race, I mean, how do you break this down, John? I mean, as I mentioned when we started the show, we've got Agna Kerr got Defending champ Carissa Swizer, Ellie Perrier is undefeated, right? Danny Jones, Colorado, has won everything on the track. Ollie Ostrander was fantastic two years ago on this same course, right? Katie Rainsberger, super fresh last year, and then sort of the unheralded or, or unknown Grayson Murphy of of, of, of uh, Utah. Of those people, What's the sentiment? What did you guys? Did you learn anything? Who was at the press conference? I haven't even had time to read the article. What did you guys learn yesterday? Any sentiments since being there on the ground, Jonathan, about how this is going to play out? Any interesting tidbits of information that you might have picked up? Yeah, well, I, I've got to say the women uh, were less interesting than the men yesterday um, in the press conference. Uh, I think the men were just a little looser. Some of the women may not have been on the NCAA podium in the past. Even Carissa Schweizer. She was not invited to the press conference last year before she won the race, which tells you how big of an upset that was. But she, uh, you know, she said, I, I asked her if she was in better shape than she was last year, and she kind of uh, beat around the bush, so I pressed her on it, and she said, she admitted, like, yeah, I think she 
thinks she's in better because she's in better shape. She's just she's just been an upward trajectory ever since last year, you know, because she won this meet and then she won the NCAA indoor title and then she won the NCAA outdoor title. She just crushed the field in that race and then she got fourth at USA. And again, you know, this is a, fourth at USA is in the five thousand. She was one spot for making the team to London. And yet she's not being heralded as a slam dunk favorite in this race. It tells you how tough it is to win. But I think from my analysis, I think that uh, Schweizer is in better shape. If you look just what she's been doing, she's been destroying fields. And she won the regional by, meet by more. She won the SEC meet by more this year. Um, one of, I put, talked to Danny Jones, asked her about sort of the – I asked her more about the team thing, whether they felt – about this, you know, whether this is about redemption because uh, Colorado was favored to win last year and they came up short. And she said not really. She was basically like, you know, Mark Wetmore, after a race, he'll say, he'll either say that was that was good, let's get back to work, or that was bad, let's get back to work. And last year he said that was bad. But they got back to work, and she she's also been one who's rode momentum since that meet. She, you know, she outkicked Schweizer in the 3K and double indoors. So, She's definitely got a chance. Um, and then there's Edna Kurgart. I asked her. She was the only one. So they had Kurgart, Rainsberger, um, Ellie Puria, and Carissa Schweizer, and Denny Jones. And of those five, Kurgart's really the only one who doesn't have a big kick. So I wanted to know, you know, do you do you feel like you have to drop them? And she didn't really she didn't really answer the question. She said, you know, I, I don't really go into these races with the strategy. I sort of just go how I feel. But my guess is if she's going to win the race, and she is my pick for the win, but if she's going to win the race, she needs to drop them um, because there's just, of the four other women I mentioned, they can all kick. And uh, I, I think the chances are if one of them hanging around at the end, one of them will probably beat Kurgat. Yeah, it's, it, it's pretty interesting on that front. We got a huge audience joining us. I don't know how the talk show like client joins up, um, but it's it's weird. It'll have guest numbers, but then it also has some people are just states. We got people from Georgia, New York, Virginia, Michigan, Vermont, Virginia, South Carolina, Minnesota, all over the country. Everyone is excited. Um, we have D. Scott. I wonder if that's Dominique Scott. It says D. Scott, nineteen ninety five. Now Dominique Scott was born in nineteen ninety two, so maybe maybe it's not the famed former Arkansas Razorback, but a lot of people are, are, are excited about this race. John, I don't know if you were with me. Did you hear the story, speaking of Edna Kurgat, you know, I was talking to someone, I think you were there, and they said, do you know who the 2016 NCAA cross-country champion was? And I was, and I was like, what do you think, I'm an idiot? Of course I do, Chris Swiser. And they said, no, it was Edna Kurgat. She was in shape on that day, to, you know, to, to win it all. So I, I forgot who told me this, but apparently Joe Franklin thought, like, it was before the race. He's like, you know, if they ran the gun right now, he thought his athlete last year would win it. So, you know, that, that's pretty – you know, she's, she's a big talent. We we can't deny that, right? I mean, it, it's certainly it, – it, it, you know, I mean, it's going to be a great battle. And then we can't just focus on those two because, as we saw – Last year, although I guess Tiernan, it was really sort of viewed as Cheserick or maybe Tiernan. Um, while Tiernan did win, Cheserick didn't even finish second. Justin Knight finished second, and and, and uh, Cheserick was third. So, um, oh, D. Scott, 1995, has confirmed that he is not the famed South African runner, Dominique Scott. 
effort now. Folks, she's now married, unfortunately, guys. She's off the market. But um, anyways, but uh, on the team battle, John, I'm with you. I don't know if this day and age, um, Weldon, Weldon's always worried I'm going to say something that's going to get the site shut down. I know in this day and age, it's not acceptable to be racist, but when I make my picks on these prediction Dude, contests, I, I, <laughs> yes, we're glad that your Princeton education taught you that, Robert. Yes. And um, I actually want to know, though, is it okay to be racist if we think that the minority group is superior to the majority group? Because when I make these NCAA picks, I basically make them under racist assumptions. Not, I don't know if it's racist assumptions. I just think, like, yes. I mean, look at the history books, particularly on the men's side. You know, Kenyan-born runners, non-American-born runners are winning this meet more often than not. Now, hey, on the men's side, we're in luck because most of the top two male finishers, Grant Fisher and, and the uh, two male guys, or Grant Fisher and Justin Knight are born in Canada, so they're not born in America either. But I, I picked Edna Kurgat as well. So, you know, I, hey. I'm I don't think race has much to do with it. Justin, Justin Knight's of a different race than Grant Fisher, and a lot of people might be picking the Alabama Kenyan. So it's more of a sociological thing, Eastern African type thing. And I think, you know, your sport people are going to factor that in, obviously. So if some people are going to give some bonus points to a guy born in Kenya, born at altitude in Kenya, you know, it's sort of uh, there's some logic to that. It makes sense. You yeah. Know, you, you might want to even, you know, like, Great Americans like Ryan Hall grew up at altitude. Um, so it's, it's definitely an advantage to be born and raised at altitude. Well, what, what I also think is that the age thing is, is also comes into play. Because if you look at, you know, some of the past years, Sam Chalanga, I think he won his NCAA titles when he was 25 or 26. And Chris Derrick's going up there. Chris Derrick's young for a year. He could easily have been, you know, a high school class of 2009 instead of 2008. So – Chris Derrick's like 20, 21, you know, trying to beat Chalanga when he's, you know, 25 or 26. That's just a big advantage. And the same thing, I think back to 2012, um, Dartmouth's own Abby D'Agostino was trying to win this race at Louisville. And she was born in 1992. She was facing off against Betsy Sina, who was born in 1988. So Betsy Sina was almost four years older than Abby. And Betsy won. And I think it's just you have a similar situation in this race. I, I don't know for sure how old Edna Cargott is. Um, I asked Joe Franklin. He said he didn't know off the top of his head. He would try to find out for me. But um, my guess is she's a couple years older than Schweizer, and especially I think the, you know, East Africans have been shown to have an advantage in distance running generally. I think when you add those two things together, you know, again, Cargott's running great. I mean, she's not the only Kenyan in this race. But when you combine all the factors, I just – I like Kurgot, especially with the dominance she's shown this year. It's hard to argue against that, but Schweizer's been so good this year. You know, it's, you know, it wouldn't surprise me, you know, obviously if if she got a dime, she's got such a good kick as well. Now let's talk about the weather, guys. They moved the race up because of thunderstorm warnings. I think they're trying to save money, too. I mean, it would be a disaster if teams they have to delay the race. Teams run late or maybe even tomorrow, and then they miss all their flights. It would be a huge amount of money, unless they're all flying southwest where you can get your money back. But uh, what's the weather like right now? Is it raining? I, I saw last night there was a chance of rain. Is the course dry, firm? What's it like? 
Well, we haven't got a chance to check out the course yet today, but uh, it's actually it's pretty warm. It's around low 60s. It's not really that windy right now either. The wind is supposed to come, but right now it's fairly still, and the rain is supposed to hold off until after the races. But, yeah, I think we're expecting uh, some wind during the race, but the conditions pretty mild, I would say, um, apart from that expected wind. Very good. Sam, do you have any... Dark Sky app, I've never seen this. It said, like, dangerous winds, at, like, but this was later, about 2 p.m. I think they've come down on that a little bit now. It just says breezy and overcast. Looks like the biggest wind forecast is 22 miles an hour at noon. You know, it's supposed to be at 20 miles an hour in two hours or an hour and a half. So the wind will be picking up a little bit, but, it, you know, it's going to be manageable. Um We've got our fans on the on the line and I mean on the chat box. If you have anything you want to say, if you want to be on the call, type excuse me in the chat box. But we'll put you on the call. If you have anything we want us to ask, put it in the chat box or the Let's Run forum, and and I'll ask our boots on the ground in Louisville. Um, a couple of people are staying mud and horrible weather is good for the sport. I I kind of agree. I mean cross country is definitely. You know, you got to get a little dirty for it to be a, a true cross-country race. Guest 26, thank you for the compliment. We appreciate it. I'm sure the commentary is here is better than anything FlowTrack will do today. Well, I mean, certainly on a value proposition, there's no doubt. We're charging you zero. They're charging you, well, I don't know if you know how much they're charging, and that's how shady they are. It was $30 three days ago. Now, supposedly, it's $20 recurring, so remember to cancel. Guest 19 isn't as pleased. He's saying, you crackers be racist. So lots of people up early. Maybe some people are still drinking from last night. But, um, you know. Hey, it's, it's, the value proposition, if, if, if you're not paying for anything, maybe yeah. it's not worth anything. So, hey, we thank everyone for listening in. Um, just for the record, you know, if the NCAA wants to charge, it will be standard editorial. I'll change the homepage a bit to make the our comments on the homepage match up. But. Fine. Treat all non-revenue sports the same, um, number one. Number two, have a one-off option instead of having a subscription and having to cancel. That's just not fan-friendly or parent-friendly. And someone else pointed out, a lot of sports now will give, like, the parents a, a pass. You know, parents get a free pass if they actually travel to an event. So I think they should be allowed to watch their kids for free as well. And sort of those are the things. And then every fan, you know, you could pay, I don't know, if they want to go pay-per-view, you know, the Field Hockey Championships are in Louisville this weekend. They're all free on NCA.com. So they're still doing the whole production cost. They have the same cost, and they're giving it away free. Just, you know, so. But if they want to charge, charge for every sport, treat the championships equally, um, and then have a one-off option to purchase. If they want to go pay-per-view, fine. I mean, obviously the fans want it free, but, you know, there's cost to re- recoup, and streaming, it can be free, it can be charged, whatever. I, I'm not against people charging for streaming. I'm just against the unfairness of the situation, how they do it. And also, I think the NCAA, with how they treat parents at live events, should treat them that way for um, other events. Someone pointed that out yeah. on Twitter. No, it, it was a little-known fact. I mean, even, even at Cornell, they never publicized that fact. But obviously, I mean, you hear about it at, you know, basketball games. A parent gets two free tickets to every game if they, if they show up. But they didn't ever publicize it in track because – Let's be honest, even at Penn Relays, most of the people in the stands are, are, are athletes, parents, or, or, or some 
coaches. You know, it's, there's not a lot of random. I mean, there there are some definitely Jamaican fans and regular fans, diehard track fans, but the, most of it is, is people sort of already at the event in some form or fashion. So NCAA gives you free two tickets, but they don't really necessarily publicize it for track because otherwise there'd be no paying audience. If you made Flow Track give all the parents a free thing, there, there would be very few people. I mean, I think feel like their business model is trying to get every parent and every D1, D2, and D3 college to pay. And if they do that, $150 a pop, that ends up being a lot of money. Now, well, you said that the production costs are the same. It's not. A cross-country meet, I've heard in D2 and D3, there's some talks on the message board. They used to just put up a camera at the finish line, which actually you only see them every 10 minutes or so, but you'd at least see Johnny in 200th place and 300th place, you know, which is what the parents want to see. But the production costs in cross-country are more because you've got to have a lot of cameras. But what I would argue to the NCA is, hey, you're also saving money because you're basically only showing one meet. This is the only meet that really matters. You know, whereas in volleyball and field hockey, they're showing – they only have to do one camera, and it's easy to put up on a tripod, basically, and have a guy move it back and forth. But you're also having to show the first-round game, the second-round game, third-round game, and there's eight of those and four of those and two of those. So if you add that all up together, the cross-country meet, even with the multiple cameras and whatever – is probably similar to the field hockey 10 game. You know, 10 field hockey game broadcast costs are probably similar to the, to the cross-country one, and definitely agree with you. Um, so people are now calling it flow crap. Um, anyways, so let's move to the granddaddy of them all. The men come last, but I, I think that's, you know, I, I shouldn't be show, show my male bias, but... The women's race, in many ways, is more unpredictable, but the men's race, you know, you like to see a clash of two titans, and we've got that in both the individual and teams. BYU or NAU, all season long, you know, ever since the first big meets have come, been run, I can't decide who's going to win. And normally I have a team I want to root for. Um, I can't decide who, who I like to root for. I used to hate BYU when I thought, oh, my gosh, they're all 25 years old or overage. I definitely think that's a huge advantage for BYU. And I know only two of their top five are in their sixth year of, from high school. But that's two of top five. That's 40%. I mean, that's a big advantage. But at the same time, I like to root for the underdogs. NAU, which has historically been the underdog, they won last year. So it makes me want to root for a BYU. And I think I'd pick BYU in the prediction contest. But, Jonathan, how do you see this playing out, BYU or NAU? Very hard to predict. Yeah, it's really, really close, Robert. And uh, I've been sort of going back and forth in my mind. I, I picked NAU, I think, in our preview. That, that's what I'm sticking with. I think this BU, BYU team is really, really good. And I don't mean to insult them at all. But NAU, I mean, 3-4-5 at Wisconsin. I mean, that, that's the toppest field of the year. You know, other than NCAAs, that's the best meet of the year. And the only guys who beat them were Fisher and Knight, who are widely regarded as the consensus one-two in the country. So that, to me, is, is a – and they, they, their fifth man was 21st in that race. You know, they, this is a team that hasn't lost a meet since NCAAs were here back in 2015. Um, you know, the, NAU, just, they're, they're experienced. They're, they're talented up front. They've got some solid pack guys. I mean, and not and BYU – they're pretty much they're pretty much the same. They haven't had quite the same level of NCAA cross country experience, and you know I did point out in the article how that's not entirely necessary to win a title. But 
I just think that this NAU team has been on a roll since, you know, ever since the start of last season, and that that's who I'm taking. I think I think their top three is maybe a little better than BYU's. And, of course, an hour and a half from now, you know, people could play this back and laugh in my face. BYU could have, you know, five or even probably five All-Americans. They might have, like, you know, three or four guys in the top 20. But I, I'm going with NAU, but it's really tight, and I think there's really not very much between the two teams. That is pretty crazy that NAU, you know, that they go three, four, five at pre nats I mean, that's nuts. Uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, no, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I mean, like, so without the top two guys in the country, NAU goes one, two, three. I mean, if they do that, everyone's like, wait, this thing's over, right? It just shows how good BYU is. In the let'srun.com rankings, sort of BYU is a little bit back, and then they went perfect at the conference meet versus number five, Portland. I mean, it's crazy. So now it's like, I mean, it's just dead even in the voting. Right now, Northern Arizona, 274 first place votes, BYU, 270. Um, 18 points total separate them, four first-place votes. Wow. I mean, it's just it's a dead heat. And, you know, uh, then you drop down to Syracuse, uh, only about 10% as many people think they can win. So anything after those top two wins would be a huge, huge upset. It's definitely folks, a two-team battle on the men's side. Folks, there you go. Weldon Johnson revealing inside information because the latest published on the – Website says updated 11.09 p.m. Weldon had the poll results at 11.09 p.m. He just revealed his own private poll. So it's kind of like on FanDuel, like when you have insider information. So, folks, if you're still making your prediction contest picks, you can now change them because you know what everyone else is going to go with and change them. Because on, on the prediction contest, it says NAU 258, BYU 256. Weldon said it's now 274 or 270. So, before, pretty board, as defending champion of the prediction contest, I made my picks before I received any information about who anyone else was picking. I picked them last night for the results of the public the contest. I mean, this information is out so. there. I can post it on the forum. Yes, John Dippengold won the Electron.com prediction contest last year. Very proud moment for him. Um, I, I think I didn't even put in my own picks. It's kind of difficult. you got to do a whole top ten. So... I looked at the Jeff, pick. you don't know who's going to finish seventh at NCAs, uh, go to the website, click on our results from last night. You can fill out your sort of seven through ten teams that way. Pick some you like and just hope they pan out. Um, it's going okay. to be super tight. And then, the, you know, the, we haven't talked about the women's team. Wait, Weldon. Yeah. Speaking of the picks, have you changed the system – so the, it locks the picks at 9 a.m. now that the short time's been moved up? Yeah. Because normally it locks. Okay. Last night, John's like, what are you doing? we got to go to bed. And I'm like, hold on. The race time's got moved up. i got to shut down the contest at 9 o'clock because nobody cheats and gets their picks in after after us. Um, I'll, I'll give away. we got about 10 more minutes before John and I have to head over to the start. Um, John's leaving but, in five minutes. John needs to go to the bathroom, so he's going to be out at 8.40. But, well, hopefully keep his phone, keep you on the line. Fans are demanding it. Um, yeah, the running warehouse women's poll results. Um, on the women's side, New Mexico, the slight favorite over Colorado. This was different at one point. Um, New Mexico has always had the most first-place votes, but at one point in overall points, they're behind Colorado. 271 votes from New Mexico, 230 for Colorado. And then Oregon's third place overall with 19 first-place votes. But San Francisco getting more first-place votes than Oregon. And that's pretty amazing if you think about it. I don't care if they give all the scholarships to 
distance or what, but that, like, a tiny school like San Francisco versus a powerhouse like Oregon, I mean, it's pretty amazing I mean, what some of these schools are doing, you know, even Northern Arizona, right? Oh, yeah, like, uh, the, pre- uh, the coaches at the press conference yesterday, they had five coaches. Only one was from a Power 5 school. And this is pretty much – I think cross-country is the only sport – I mean, I guess maybe occasionally NCAA basketball, where like non-power conferences are pretty good. And uh, cross country, I'd say more than it's only universal sport. I mean, you have like lacrosse and stuff like that, where not everybody plays it. But uh, yeah, no. Let me the Mountain West. Is that always a very strong content? I mean, the WCC meet this year had BYU, which was number two, against Portland, which was number three. Yeah, New Mexico and San Francisco women's side. Those both should be top five. So forty percent. And AUBI Garments. Yeah. And Portland, too. Portland's three of the top five. Easily get both. So, there's any uh, non power conference athletic directors listening in? Give all your scholarships to uh, distance runners. Well, see, they probably go for track because then they get two good sports. You know, your options really are put all your money in cross country, particularly on the women's side with 18 scholarships, and you should be a top 20 team if you're going to fund it. Or you can go try to be well-balanced and get two good seasons, indoor and outdoor. So it's definitely a, a different thing for the um, indoors. Guest 42 is a great comment. My local turkey trot will have drone access, providing live coverage on YouTube for free. And this is what we get for the NCAA championship. So far, that's the best guest comment. Guest, if you want to be on the line, I can put you on. Just type in the chat box, and I'll add you to the call. But, take a caller. We need uh, a caller. We need a caller. North Georgia, South New York, Vermont, Northern Virginia, South Carolina, South Carolina, Upstate. One of these guys has been on before. Vermont. Vermont, do you want to be on the call? I'm going to unmute unmute you, Vermont, if you want to speak. If you don't want to speak, just remain, say, just quickly say I want to remain silent. Vermont, you're on the line. Hey, this is Vermont. All right. Whoa. Is this Bruce Hyde or not? Is this what? Bruce Hyde, my former Cornell runner, All-American from from Vermont. I guess not. You don't sound like Bruce. No. How's it going? No, I'm a high schooler. Nice. Very good. Hi, will, will you be so playing wait, you, for the Bucs? Ellie Paria fan. Ellie Paria from Vermont has a chance to win. Uh, at yeah, she goes to UNH, but she's yeah. from Vermont has a chance to win today. Yeah, I I mean, obviously she's not the favorite, but it would be really cool if she won. Now, as did a high school, did you ever see any races of hers in high school? No, no, she graduated before. Gotcha. A long time before. Four years you're breaking high school for for monster to go to the university in yeah. I was thinking about this the other day. I assume everyone knows about Let's Run, but then I'm like, wait, how do high school and college kids learn about Let's Run? How did you hear about Let's Run dot com? Um, I actually don't know. It might have been to a friend. Yeah. Um, but maybe I told my friend about it. I don't know. Now, do you, now do you pay? For, are are you a full track subscriber? Will you be paying for this? Maybe do you, do you pay for mile split or whatever all that? No, no, I don't do that. Smart man, smart man. Are you gonna be watching the meet today? Twitter or something? No, you can yeah, yeah, five results. I mean, the live. Well, let's talk. I, I was I was watching a big two broadcast for the meet, but Robert couldn't make it out here, so maybe next year we'll do something like that. Um. Yeah, what do you think, guys? We, we thought about sort of securing the radio broadcast rights so that we could broadcast the meet. But people, I've never, I don't think a, a cross country meet in the history of the world has ever been broadcast on the radio. But it might be cool to try it, like, right? Would you guys listen? I guess you would, right? If it's free. Yeah, 
Hey, I bet you the BBC has done World Cross Country before on the radio. That's possible, yeah. Back in the day. Back when Tim Hutchings was getting the silver medal for Great Britain. Vermont, you got any questions for us? What do you want to know? Um, I don't know. Not, not really. I just am talking because you unmuted me. And have you, have you, yeah, put him on the spot? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good. All right, cool. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Are, are you a future national champion? I want to make sure, like, if you're famous and you end up being like Matt Kaplaski, can you please tell us <laughs> you're famous? Like, hey, I was on your podcast. And yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, probably not, but, you know, we'll see. All right. Thanks for calling in. All right. All right. Anderson, no, Alex in Vermont. This kid, this kid could be the next one. Green Mountain. Yep. You, got a first, you got a first name? All right, we have a um, new caller, D. Scott from South Carolina. Welcome to the call. Pleasure to have yes. you. D- disappointed that you're not Dominique Scott, but uh, I'm probably any, disappointed any, to hear a guy's voice as well. Hear what? I said probably disappointed. Yeah, to hear a guy's voice as well. No, as a married man with an eight and a half month pregnant wife, I, I'm not interested in, in any of those extracurricular activities. Maybe Jonathan Galtz is disappointed. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm but, not surprised. Uh, I mean, I'd be shocked if we have a female listener. Uh, Let's Run's kind of a male-dominated space. Balls? <laughs> <in laughs> <my laughs> our prediction contest, our, NCAA, our uh, New York City Marathon prediction contest, um, also sponsored by Running Warehouse, was um, won by a grad student. She's got a PhD in biochemistry. New runner. Um, the women of Let's Run are out there. They're strong. They're empowered. Anyway. So, South Carolina, what do you got for us? We got about three. Give us, we'll go to the courts here. Yeah. Give us, give us our your your. I can keep going well until 9 a.m. Hell, I can keep going all day, just taking calls. I, I don't even know my full track login. I, I finally. Paid well, I don't know it, if so. we're allowed to be broadcasting during the actual meet itself. No. Weldon watches the ticket, right? Weldon, you watch radio all the time. I can broadcast all day as long as I don't give a play by play, right? Yeah, for sure. Well, what what website does that? Well, we were listening to something recently where they were sort of. Sports Radio, I listen to. They'll do one Cowboy game a year. They All right. Watch the game on TV. And All right. We, All right. we let this guy in the air. If we let, let him say something, do you have a question or a comment so, you want to make? No. I want his predictions. Give me your predictions today for today. All right. Well, I've spent an inordinate amount of time on his website looking over things. So um, I, I've got some back pocket predictions for you. I think with the way that the weather is going to be, uh, Swisher's going to come in and she's going to double up. She's going to take it on the women's side. Ooh, I just don't nice. see Kurgat running away from everybody. So, women's individual goes to Schweitzer. Uh Women's side, I think New Mexico pulls it out, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Stanford come in and maybe pull an upset to win it. Um, men's side, I'm going to stick with NAU. They've been strong all year. They showed it last week against BYU, even though I know BYU was sitting clinger. I still don't think BYU has it. Um, I think NAU is going to take it home. And then tomorrow or today is Justin's night's day. He, he's sat. He's been second fiddle enough. He's going he's gonna to pull it out. But update on the weather. So the women's race starts in what fifteen minutes? Yeah, minutes? I, I really I gotta no go here. Yeah, no wet lost comment, well then. I, gotta, I, I, I can right. take your phone, I'll find you. Well hold on. I'll I'll come by right here in a few minutes. All right. All right. Um the weather's sort of holding up and there's a guy like right in front of our car with his shirt off, short sleeves. The wind has not picked up. Um but I do agree with you. The worse the weather the better, the more I would uh 
favor uh, Schweizer. Um, but I think she, if the race is close, she'll probably win. So I think I'm, I'm, I'm leaning with her for the win as well. Um, the guy in front of us is kind of funny. That's running geeks this thing. I think he's got on the Nike four percenters, half tights, and now his shirt's off, and he's getting ready to go around the course. Wait, we need some uh, tweets. I can put them in the message board thread. But yeah, I mean it's definitely hard to predict. Now, one thing we didn't talk about on the podcast was my pick for the individual champion. And I was really pleased. I was talking to Jonathan last night, and he was telling me that he was talking to a very prominent NCAA cross-country coach. And this coach had the same sentiment that I do. When I was doing that prediction contest last night, I said, wait a minute. I was like, I want to win this contest. No one's going to care if I finish dead last. But if I win, I can hold this as bragging rights for the rest of my life. And I'm like, you know, I'm probably not smart enough. Uh, what are the odds, that, you know, Fisher or Knight wins that I'm going to win the contest? you got to get everything right and not have anyone blow up. It's just a crapshoot. So I thought, you know what? We don't know anything about these Alabama Canyons. They really haven't raced anybody. Yes, they lost one time to Middle Tennessee State guy, but they haven't lost, they haven't raced in these big meets. So I was like, just like on the women's side, I'm like, I'm going with someone born in Kenya. Now, I put in Vincent Kiprop. Now, Jonathan told me that this NCAA coach told John he thought the NCAA champion, I picked Kiprop because he won the SEC meet. He said that the national champion today, and the race that starts in an hour and 15 minutes, would be Gilbert Kaigen. I picked him for number two. I'm debating, should I switch my picks? Any commentators, please put in the chat box. I don't know enough about these guys. But they're very, very good. I've written something in the week that was about them a few weeks ago. I can't find it. I had a strong opinion on which one was the best at the time. But um, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I mean, it's just sort of hard, right? They haven't raced much outside of the southern region. So they're very good at Division Two level, junior college level. Um you know, it's sort of like you take a racehorse and put them up in a, a a bigger class of racehorsing. How do they do? Some of them, some of the horses, you know, they're just phenomenal. You know, um, but it's like, what sort of level are you? You know, it's like horse racing. They grade races, grade grade one, grade two, grade three stakes. So it's a huge jump up in class here to the NCAA cross country championships. And we know Justin Knight is tremendous. Um, coming yeah. off old championships and track, so we know Grant Fisher's very good. So you know what's the, what's these guys' upside? Um, but yeah, I mean, you maybe can... John can give us some final parting words. John, yeah. come to Albert, Alabama Kenyans. Robert's going out on the limb. Final words on them, real quickly. Um, I think I already said what I had to say. Basically, they all have high upside because we haven't really got to see them race anyone but themselves and Jacob Choge. But uh, I did hear one coach told me he thought Robert just said that Gilbert Keegan would win the race outright. So uh, keep an eye out. All right, let's wrap this up. Here we go. Robert, we got to get out of the car. So you'll let you right. wind I'll see you guys. Call, I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep going. I may go all day. Feeling pretty good. People are but, pouring um, out of the cars now. Um, the guy in the loudspeaker is getting excited. Should be a good one. Um. Uh, if Keegan wins, he may be the slowest track PR since maybe Bob Kennedy. I mean, his track PRs are 13.53 and 29.33. So, 
So that's why I went with Kip Rob at 1342 and 2819. Plus, he was an SEC champion. Um, but, you know, who knows? You guys have fun. Yeah, out hanging there. up here, Robert. You can continue. Very good. Goodbye. I'll keep going. Um, I've got a. I forgot. I don't. I've never wanted Fortrack to know what my account was. So I, I signed up under fake names. I need to try to find my login so I can actually watch this race. Um, but South Carolina, D. Scott. Help me out here. Up, my guests are gone. What's your What's your connection to the sport? Like you seem to know a lot. Um, um, well, really, just started started back in high school. Um, went off to college. Uh, tried to tried to run my first year there, but had some injury problems, so left me redshirted. Uh, transferred back home, and then we ended up actually picking up a team my final year of college, and so I actually finished my first collegiate season last year, and then I'll be graduating. So my college days are over. Very good. You could be like me. Never have a college career. Never really even have a high school. I, mean, I ran in 10th and 12th grade. I was hurt all the time. But hey, you know, I got. I was almost, well, I didn't get almost as good as Weldon, but I got close. I thought I was going to beat him at one point post-collegially. So your talent can still come out there. You don't need to be on college team uh, to do it. Well, I mean, you know, I'm kind of, I've gotten over the, the, the mental hump of I got to go out there and be a good runner. Now I just sort of enjoy the sport. Love getting involved with i mean everything around it the running community is just such a good community i mean that's how you have people at 8 45 in the morning just on a call talking about guys who are about to run six miles over some sloppy courses i mean that's just a fun group of people to be around i want to apologize to people apparently one caller is being charged is using google hangouts to call and he's being charged one cent um a minute so I, I didn't know that. I knew I do know the talk show, like the way they make money is they charge like normally your cell phone provider behind the scenes, like a, a penny a minute. And I guess Google Hangouts, since it's free, they don't want to pay the penny a minute. So um, Guest 32 is saying you can just use your VIP and not even use your phone to get in for free. We're going to get another South Carolina caller. He is now asked to be unmuted. This is impressive. Two from South Carolina. All right. Second South Carolina caller, welcome to the show. Are you male or female? We're in between. I'm uh, male. Okay, you sound male, but we could have a, I don't want to say it, but prominent 800-meter runner. Um, what are you most excited about today? What are you looking forward to? Um, I think both races are going to be awesome. Um, and like you said, there's there's like a good battle, both individual and team for the Benz race and AU, BYU, and then Knight versus Fisher, and then... Women's race, I guess. Uh, I guess the team title is kind of up in the air. There's like five teams that could maybe sneak in, but um, but yeah, Kurgan versus Schweizer and possibly um, Pure or however you say her name. I mean, yeah, yeah both I, races I are good. I meant to ask John about her first name. It's not even it's like she doesn't go by Eleanor. Does she go by Ellie or L or? Yeah, I think it... Ellie or something. So. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think but out of all those aspects, I'm, I think Knight versus Fisher is kind of the most exciting to me. Just um, you know, a rematch from the 5K back in June when uh, Fisher outkicked Knight, and you know Knight going for his first title after getting like second and third five times already. So that'd be really cool. Five times second and third—that's a great stat. Yeah, I'd love for the show. Uh, I don't know. I'm just throwing out a number. Uh, <laughs> Could they won it two times. You know, they won it two years ago as a team, Syracuse. This was sort of their arrival, 
And when, when I've known Chris Fox for a long time. I mean, when, when my brother was running, Chris, I joked that Chris Fox retired from running and my brother beat him in a, in a, like a $2,000 road race outside DC. Chris was like, I never heard of this guy. It was almost, the sport was in my way, in my mind, it was so much better when there was no internet because it was, there was more intrigue. It was more mystery. You didn't know every race of every guy that they ever won. But anyways, my brother beat Chris. Then after that, he started sort of advising my brother. He's like, don't run the road races. Focus on the track. And then when he got up to Syracuse, I was still coaching at Cornell. I was like, how are you guys going to get anyone to come to Syracuse? Why wouldn't they just go to Georgetown? And then they, and I know that Brian Bell, his assistant, like put that up on the wall as motivation. And every time they'd win, he'd like, we'd be Georgetown again. We'd be Georgetown again. And then it became like clockwork. And then, you know, they couldn't get quite in the top 10. They were always finishing like 15th or 20th. No one was really paying attention to the great work they were doing. Then all of a sudden they're up there and then boom, they win it. So I feel like if you're not going to win the national title as a team, the next best thing is to have the individual champion. So it would be fantastic for them um, to do it. Um, I'm trying to now, I just, I cannot remember my password, folks. This is going to be a disaster. So this, this second South Carolina guy, are you paying to watch or are you watching or how do you do it? No, 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 I'm, yeah, I'm not paying to watch. I'm just going to follow the Let's Run message the weird, board and the, the follow the live like, tracker or live I, results. I feel, like, I feel like the big audience is parents. But when parents watch, I always said if I broadcast this meet, I would show the leaders like a normal broadcast. But I would also have a set camera at certain positions in the course because you can't see Johnny in 200th place very often, you know? Yeah. And I feel like most of the audience is parents, you know? Maybe a, maybe a college kid, one kid has a work a thing, and everyone comes over to his house and tries to watch it. So, Okay. Here it is. Guest 26 is with the comment of the day so far. This is what I said last year. I wrote the NCAA about this. Not all timing companies are created equal. Last year, I think it was, or maybe it was the year before. I think it was last year. Though, two years ago. The live results were not working. And this person says, the timing company doing the live results is the worst results that I've ever seen. They did the Idaho State meet results as well. Now, I was looking at the D2 or D3. One of them has Leon timing, which I'm a huge fan of. I mean, Leon Timing's results are amazing. And I think if Leon Timing's doing D2 or D3, they're going to have every kilometer split. Like, literally, if you had those live results, you would have more access than people watching Full Track. Because I think it was at um, – I was watching some meet on Full Track, and John was there in person. And in the live stream, because they buffer it and they try to save a bandwidth, it's way behind. It's probably 45 seconds a minute behind. So if you're on live results and those live results pop up, you can actually know what's going on. But I remember being at the meet last year, and the live results weren't working. It's just really hard to follow it. I mean, you're trying to, like, count, you know. And, and I had no idea Christian Schweizer won. I wasn't even paying attention to her. So it was really exciting. Um, so. Yeah, I, I always like it when there's, you know, live results where there's, you know, like you say, kilometer splits because then you can, you know, you can pretty much know, even without watching a video of the race, exactly what's going on. I mean, you know what place, you know, 50, you know, exactly the split of, like, the 50th, 60th guy, you know. I mean, you have all the data right in front of you. So sometimes you can even get more. It's like you know more by watching the live splits versus actual video feeds. So hopefully timing company today is, you know, kind of like that. Hopefully it's not like they do a 5K split and that's it. But we'll oh, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. And they've got 2K, 4K, 5K. So, I mean, we're not getting every K split. But I'm not sure what they're talking about. The layout on here really doesn't seem that bad. Okay. Let's hope it works. I think they may be looking at that first page before you actually go to the timing page. 
you know, the, the link that I first gave people. But, um, you know, oh, here we go. Need to set your password. Folks, I'm going to be able to watch. Yeah, I was going to bid for the internet rights. Apparently, you only have to pay like $150, but I didn't want to do a crap job. And then with my wife being eight and how much pregnant, I was like, I've got the most broadcast experience. I could try to do it off the broadcast feed while they were there in person. I just thought that might be a disaster. The NCAA may not be happy that I'm there. We're doing it, so we'll wait till next year. Um, let's see if they're going to give me my new password. Folks, I'm in. No, wait. I'm not in. But um, this is the life of. Uh, if you guys want to know an inside scoop of what it's like to be at Let's Run. All these sure. you know, marathons and stuff are always in the morning. It doesn't matter. I've been doing this for 10 years. There's always on. It used to be universal sports, and it was, you know, some obscure cheap cape or being sports, and now it's full track. It's always like I wake up, and then I try to get up early, like take out the dog, get the wife something to eat, and then it's like how do I get this thing to stream? And it's always a pain because I can't remember the password. And I feel like it takes me like 20 minutes. So in this case, the cross-country race would be over. You know, in a marathon, I miss often spending half the time trying to figure out how to stream it because I have a dual monitor set up and I try to stream it on one side so I can take screenshots for the recaps. Um, that's 42. I'm still worried about the results side. We will see. We will see. Um, yeah, I feel like even as as just a casual fan. Well, I guess I'm more of a hardcore fan, casual fan, but you know, trying to watch a marathon, I feel like I wake up in the morning. It's like, okay, I wonder if I actually actually get to watch this today because I don't really know what streams available until the morning of and that sort of thing. Yeah. So the New York New York City Marathon a couple weekends ago, there was, uh, I think there was a local station that had it streaming, but then it cut out after an hour, yeah. and I had to go find some Europe, you know, live feed or something like that. So it's you know, you just kind of hope, you just kind of hope in the morning of that you're going to be able to watch the whole thing. Yeah. Guest 26 wants us to start a broadcast squad and try, try to rival Floyd Tucker and Runner Space. Well, we can't do that, though. They're paying Tucker Sports for some rights fee, and then they have the exclusive rights, so we would be, like, sued if we did that. It wouldn't be hard. I mean, as I pointed out in the editorial, yes, the cost is more for cross-country, but it would be nothing. If every college would just pay $50, this thing could be free easily because there's 600 D1, D1. D1 men's and women's programs combined. So it'll be $30,000. You know, when I do these Ivy League broadcasts, I, I've done some commentating when they have a truck. I mean, it's like a TV broadcast. And I said, how much does this cost? And they said $10,000. You know, and that's the multiple cameras. Now, cross country might be a little bit more, but, you know, it, nothing crazy. Um, what were you guys just saying? I had a brilliant observation and I forgot it. Are you talking about on, on the other guy's part with the fact that oh, the live streams, every time it comes on, it cuts out or it's impossible to find them online? Yeah, you know, it is hard, certainly. Uh, I can't say about finding it online. But um, I really, I, I was like kind of joking when I cracked open that beer to start the broadcast. I didn't realize that I only drank half of it, but it's like a 7% beer and I don't drink anymore. I'm like my brain, my brain is not working too well. Folks, when you get old, I remember reading this. I swear, I remember reading this in Let's Run when I was about 25. Someone's like, what's it like to get old? And someone's like, you're just not going to want to, like, go out, like, and, like, 
you're not going to want to have more than like three drinks like ever. And I was like, why? It sounds so lame. Like, why wouldn't I want to go out at midnight? And now it's like I'm getting tired, starting to get tired. Oh, folks, they're on, they're on the storyline. So um, looking at the um, – I imagine, let's see if these guys have evolved and them have been sending out any Twitter pics or anything. Also, looking at the streams, you know, there's no weather at all. It doesn't even look windy. I mean, nobody's jackets are even moving. And they are off, folks. So, can't really tell you what's going on. I don't want to get in trouble, but we can keep talking. So, you said that the weather going out is, I mean, completely fine. No wind, anything like that? The leaves aren't even moving. I mean, barely. Definitely windier yeah. outside Baltimore right now. I might have just thrown a wrench in my prediction contest. So, I'm going to try to find my... See if the guys are sending out any tweets. Oh, One thing they, you they mentioned, got, Rojo. Um, they they have a great... They have a great. The guys have a great picture of the Syracuse mascot. I'll say this ago. Two years ago, the turnout for Syracuse was incredible. They had by far the best tailgate, and then they won it. And then a couple years ago, Michigan State. Did the women win it a couple years ago? Um, yeah, I can I, Someone wants to know if I can give comments. I can kind of tell you what's happening every once in a while. Like, you know, it's not wrong for me to say Alabama is up 13 to 10 against Auburn. So I, I can definitely say that. But honestly, the live timing results might be ahead because, well, we should see. It, it says 9-1 in the broadcast. Is, actually, maybe they're not. Oh, it looks windy now. Not going to lie. Oh, I should take a screenshot. You guys keep talking about something. I'm going to try to figure out how to get my screenshots going so I can take a screenshot of the broadcast because there's a huge Providence far. Is that Providence? Are you guys South Carolina? Are you guys like for Furman? Isn't Furman in South Carolina? Yeah, it is, but um, I have absolutely no clue. Where uh, South Carolina, other guy, where are you from? Like, where'd you run at or anything? Um, I'm from Columbia. Columbia? Uh, college, high school? Uh, actually, I went to college and high school in South Dakota I moved down here uh, for work. Oh, so, I'm in Columbia yeah, now. We, I'm not yeah. from from here. Yeah, we definitely, didn't, we definitely didn't run against each other then. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the thread? Where's the live thread? But, oh, I know what I was going to say. This is what I was going to tell you guys. You guys talking about getting set up. What I used to do at these meets, like when you're at the New York Marathon, I mean, all we're doing is watching it in the press room. We're basically watching the TV. But all I would do, like for two hours, basically would be like they would do mobile mile splits that didn't used to be available to the public. Now they are. I would just get the mile split, type it up, figure out what it was for the last mile because they would show cumulative. And then say, okay, the last mile was 505. Kerr got in the lead. And then I would do the same thing for the men. And that would basically take three or four minutes. So there was really no time to barely even watch. I'm, I'm just like, I'm not really even watching. I'm just hearing the audio. So it's like full track. I don't really, that's why I thought a radio broadcast would work. I don't need to see. I mean, what are you going to see? I'm looking up at the screen. I see one black figure 10 meters ahead of every, or five meters ahead of everybody else. And I see a pack, but you can't tell who's in that pack really. Um, there is a woman, uh, she's black. Uh, she, it's not Ed and Kerr guy. She's in the lead. Um, by about five meters, and then the, the chase pack. So I don't know who would that be. It'd be interesting. Um, I wonder. On the women's side, I really have no clue who would be taking it out like that. Um, that isn't one of the favorites. Yeah, because I'm not listening to the audio. So obviously, so maybe it's a trauma audio. But I'm trying to be on the broadcast. The um. 
Oh, yeah, I'm setting up my screenshot. So I've got my screenshot, so I can send out a tweet if I want. I'm going to post in the thread, folks. Let's see if the thread's going on. Someone tell me when you get the first live split. What's the first live split supposed to be? The first live split is supposed to be 2K. Yeah, 2K. Apparently, she's barefoot. Apparently, she's barefoot? Yeah. Um, if she's barefoot, is there anybody out of anybody out of Coastal Carolina qualify? I think there was one uh, guy that qualified. I don't know if any women did. Okay, if I had to guess on the women's side, if you're looking for a barefoot, she didn't look like barefoot to me. No, I, I see shoes. Oh, well, never mind then. Um. The green jersey. Bib number 133. Uh, we got somebody saying maybe Sharon Lockheed. Oh, yeah. Probably. At least for Flow Track's uh, credit, they have Ryan Fenton on the broadcast. Oh, thank goodness. He went corporate, though. He's like high up now, doesn't do events. I don't blame them. So people are like, do you miss college coaching? I'm like, I miss the kids. I don't miss doing all the crap every day. Apparently it's a different course than what two years ago, slightly different. So I'm looking at the watch on Twitter. I forgot to t- tweet to those guys, tell them to... Okay, we've got Caroline Sang out of Charlotte is who came through 2K split. Uh, uh, Stroud for Stroud with Edna Kergott at 6.2.8. Uh, Jesse Squire's got a great tweet. I'm putting some of these tweets in the message board. I remember back in the day, like, you had no idea you had to go to the message board. And someone would say, like, one guy would post, like, Arkansas's ahead. I don't think we actually – I almost feel like it was better when there was just more mystery. You didn't know what was going on. I'm surprised. Why is my last tweet from 23 minutes ago? Yeah, so someone's already got the 2K split. The TV network just went to 2K, so 627. Yeah, so they, they've been through 2K for a while now. Um, Which doesn't make sense. It. They must have started the race early because it's not only 9.06 right now. I think they yeah. started right at 9. They got her at, at 6.22. Huh. And that came up like a minute ago because they're only at 6.45 on the broadcast. Folks, those of you listening on the live team are, are ahead. And then what I do when I'm watching like the splits is I just I just I all I do is post the live splits for people who I always do I don't know why I assume that maybe y'all should help me out I assume there's some idiot on the message board who doesn't know how to go to the live split site so I'll just copy the live splits and post them on the message board does that help anybody because you think if you were smart enough to be on the message board you'd be on the live split site you would hope. Uh-huh. But- I guess you could just uh, post like the the top 
know, we used 20 to do or so. For a while, we bought that stream. At, uh, there was something where you could embed tweets. It was actually pretty cool. I, I could just, instead of doing the message board, I, I could just go through everyone's Twitter accounts and post them on there. I'm going to look for John and Wilbur. If I see them, it's going to be very exciting. But now mine says, I don't, I'm not getting results. Where did I find results? I mean, this isn't worth watching. You can't see anything. And I see the first thing I didn't people. pay thirty bucks. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not bad, but you you just see. I mean, you see a screen. You you see a picture, but I guess you'll see the individual battle. Just got a text from Weldon. Kirk got is going to the lead now. Looks like a lead pack of about five or six people. So I gotta find my own win race splits here. Who did they say was doing the broadcast? Someone said it was Jared Ward and somebody else. I think it was um, Terry Goucher and Jared Ward. Ah. Uh, so she was, yeah. I just sound like Kara. I could be Kara. Yeah, one thing I was, when I, I was, I was, I missed my Ivy League championship for the first time in 16 years this year. And I forgot to, I got to text Jason Vigilani, Princeton coach. Texting right now, folks. Good luck. But um, I was following the meet online, and one thing to look at really in these splits is you need to see how close the pack is. Like, I was like, oh, the scores keep changing, but at 5K, even in that race, like the first 20 were all within one second of each other. So it still was like pack running. This race is not. It's strung out. I mean, the top five women are 20 meters clear of anybody else. And this is what you often see across, like, it's weird. You think the the worst conditions than it is. Sometimes when it's worse, people just get out and hammer. And then once they get ahead, you got to run through the rain. To, you know, you got to run through the wind to catch them. So this is what I like. It's just cross country has become so boring because I was telling Weldon and he didn't believe me. I said, "Yeah, it's become tactical now. Like guys, what race do you really need to watch all season long? I mean, I almost feel like the sport. Here's my proposal. What do you think of this, guys? You're not allowed to have any meets all season long until the conference meet." Think about the excitement. You have no idea what kind of shape people were in. <laughs> I, I, mm, I don't that know. wouldn't be very fun for the athletes, I wouldn't think. No, but well, that, that, it would that be, seems like another meet that uh, that flow track can just pigeonhole. Well, that's a good point. But like, we already it's basically going to be over in like eighteen minutes, right? Shit, we're already ten minutes in. But um, you know, it's like I mean, Princeton. Hey, I like him. I went there. My, my my friend coach is there. But it's like they blew off. They flew to Louisville earlier this year and jogged the course, like in the race. It was a joke. Like he's like, I can't. He's like, he had, every guy get hurt for the last few years. He's like, I'm just going to focus on conference. And they barely won the conference meet. They almost lost to Columbia. Now Columbia loses to Stony Brook at the, at the regional meet. And now Princeton's winning the Mid Atlantic region. And Princeton's probably going to do pretty well in, in this thing tomorrow. I mean, in the men's race. So they're basically already only doing two or three meets. So it would be intriguing. So, um, got a text. Top three are now clear. It's Kurgat, Ostrander, and the USF girl. Have you guys got another update on the? Um, I'm checking lives. They should be coming through 4K pretty soon, but they're only um, they're only 11 minutes in, so not quite yet. I'm clicking on the wrong. 
Yeah, I'm kind of interested how um, Ali O is going to do. Um, I kind of hadn't really given her much thought most of the year, mainly because she had that one bad race where she fell. So kind of discounted a little bit for that. But Oh, I know what I need to do. I need to open up my Twitter app. Yeah, it'd be interesting oh, to see well, if Ali O is upset or something. A tweet with his dream, folks. They, they've now sent out a tweet. I'm going to put it on the message board. Live split says Edna Kerr got, got three seconds on Taylor and Ostrander, who then have another seven seconds on Schweitzer and Rainsberger. Yeah, I forgot who told me she would have won last year. Oh, that's Schweitzer. I'm sorry, I called it USF. What am I thinking? That's Missouri. I apologize. I saw a yellow one, thought it was at least the same. No, 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 State. you're right. You're right. It's uh. It's the girl from San Francisco sitting second. Schweizer's all the way back and forth. She's about 10 seconds off the front. Oh, God. Yeah, there's two oh, packs of three. Yeah, well, there's... well, well, I'm looking at it. Let's run to a great tweet of the turn <laughs> a minute ago, which is like a minute ahead of the full track speed. It's amazing. If you go to the Let's Run Twitter, I'm putting, I'm putting these tweets in the message board, but you see the top three, and then you see how far back Schweizer is. She's probably 30 meters. Yeah, um, it looks like her range but... burger. If you look at the team split through 4K, San Francisco is actually holding this race by eight points. Okay. I, I click on results here. Is this XC meets? Where do you click? Oh, live scoreboard? Uh, yeah. There we go. Okay. So... Where does it say team? Oh, there we go. So if we're looking at the team, Sam Fran's winning this thing? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, look at New Mexico's fifth. And it's what we thought. You know, New Mexico's fifth was going to struggle, but she's in 131st. But how far back is that from like moving way up? Let's see. If, I mean, where was she at the two K split? Mm-hmm. What Oregon was that? One uh, is it Alex Buck? Had her one seventy three. Who? Yeah, they're five oh, moved up since the two K. She's moved up about forty spots. For which for. Oh, Alex Buck. She's moved up how much? She's moved up about 40 spots. Oh, so, yeah, so she can do it then. Lizzie Bird, former Princeton runner, the fifth for San Francisco. I mean, for yeah. What's her name, Buck? Yeah. So, you know, Alex Buck, this is the thing. If she, if you're smart and just say, like, run from 200th and finish 100th by passing everybody who dies, you can do that, but it's a hard way to do it. But, you know, she's on 132nd, but that's like, okay. We said, you know, basically she needs to get in the 100th and the team's going for them to win. But even 100th overall is only nine seconds ahead of her. So she can easily do that. So I would be surprised 
you know, I would think that that um, uh, they got their they five case splits up. We've got a girl from. I think they got a timing error. Has got to be going on. They got a girl from Utah State. Is suddenly almost twenty seconds ahead of Kurgat. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's that's not uh, I can tell you that's not happening because I'm looking at the stream. Oh, there's no yeah, it says her, yeah, it says her last kilometer was one fourteen. So I don't think that's. <laughs> yeah, that no, she didn't jump two hundred and thirty-five spots in a K. Um, yeah. That was the thing. See, if I did a radio broadcast, it would be hard because, like, what would I be saying? Like, I mean, even on the full-track broadcast, they're just showing people turning the corner. Like, they're not even showing – they're now showing a map of the screen because they obviously don't have a camera wherever they are right now. But – Well, what, what kind of amazes me is how do we have so much trouble – covering a race that's only 6.2 miles yet they cover the tour they have no problem covering the tour de france like what what are we lacking in well yeah but the tour de france is a lot going on you're not paying attention all the time they're not necessarily showing every curry guy is crushing these people it looks like charlotte taylor and ali o have second and third wrapped up unless the chase pack catches does anyone, anyone use the Twitter app? Oh, there we go. Copy link to tweet. Is the Twitter app live updates for me, which is nice if I'm doing split screen? NCA has put out a link. I'm putting it on the message board. You can get some video. Let's get some video. Five K. What did I tell you guys, folks? This is a reason why you listen to Let's Run. New Mexico now in the lead. So Buck moved up from you know a lot. She was way back. New Mexico's fifth moving up. You know, uh, I was looking. I thought that Code got was getting caught, but then I realized I was looking at the tweet from the Coaches Association from a long time ago. Oh, Track Town USA, Oregon Track. Oh, I thought they were sending out. Let's run, sending out the tweet. Walton Johnson sending out a great tweet with his team scores. Looks like Curry got just finished. See, so she's finished? She's only 1845. Folks, you guys, yep, 1845. So they're like a minute behind. Wow, Amy Eloise Neal came in to take second. I feel like they. So wow. I'm watching it. I'm watching it live. They're not even close to the finish. Turgot hasn't won, folks. Four track is false advertising. <laughs> <laughs> not like I, I thought about that. Chris I, I, thought, I thought about going to law school and suing people. Like it's not live. Like I can't watch sporting events on my stream. Oh, she's she's doing. She's popping her shirt. You know the Rupp thing where you. I guess Rupp didn't invent it, but. Is she Muslim? She oh, she fell down. Thought she was kissing the 
San Francisco had. It's just not death. made for TV. This is the, it'd be hard to do radio too. God flies her bomb. She was like twelfth or something, right? She didn't, she didn't crack the top ten. Yeah, eleventh. You guys see when the uh, New Mexico girl they put the fifth in yet? No, they got four in. They're sitting at thirty-four points with four in. So I'm counting. I'm at about fifty. God, they start coming in like rats at forty. Top forty are pretty separate, actually. I wonder what the gap was. There's like a gap there. How do they? I mean, they're just looking at mass people. They can't. Yeah, New Mexico's girl was definitely in the top hundred. I'd be shocked if they didn't win it. I mean, she didn't fade, so they were ahead of five k. They're gonna win it. Coach Association already's got a tweet up with a win. Well, they got the individual and the team title. They're just saying, unfortunately, they think New Mexico won it. I've already called it. Yeah, they still haven't put up their their five on the live results yet. Yeah, no one has a fifth runner in yet. So. Well, because they're they're probably they I, they did this last year. This is really annoying. They'll wait like twenty or thirty minutes because they don't want to announce a wrong score. So they'll go manually look at the video clip of the fifth because they're so tight. I mean, you can tell the top 20 because they're pretty far apart. You know what I'm saying? So they can't rely on a chip. Like, it's just dumb. Well, they don't want to announce a big score. I mean, one, one year, like, within the last three years, it was like 20, 30-minute wait. Who did we predict in our preseason oh, no. goals? I mean, that race was 20 minutes. Like, they got her across the line. Uh, it, well, no, they just put Colorado's across the line for their five. They still haven't thrown in New Mexico's yet. We got three pages of tweets. I didn't realize other people were talking. I mean, uh, TV's commentating is also stupid. It's like, Carol, what did you think of Edna Kurga? I mean, any, what is anyone going to think? I mean, I guess it's just like us talking. What are we talking about? We're saying obvious things. But... Why did someone say all the pre-race predictions out the window? I'm reading the last one message board. What do you mean? Kurga in New Mexico won, like we said was going to happen. You know, it's like, what were people expecting us to happen? I, I think probably the biggest surprise is the fact that Schweizer bombed so bad. Yeah. Where'd she end up? 11th. Like Cheswick. Yeah. I've always said this. It's a lot harder to run. I mean, I had a kid at Cornell, Bruce Hyde, bless his soul. He won the, he won the conference meet as a junior. He won the regional meet as a junior. 
And then it's like, as a senior, like, all you can do is fail. Like, what are you running for? You're not, there's no, there's nothing, you're not running to accomplish something, this big dream. I mean, you're just trying to do what you did the year before. You know what I'm saying? And even that, it became that way at Cornell when we were winning on these team track titles. It was like, all we can do is screw up. We, like, winning is no longer as fun. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you've done it before. It's just, it's easier to be the hunted than the hunter, you know, to be the hunter than the hunted. I, I think she was honestly the underdog. I think everybody thought Kurgat would win it, and then she comes out here and drops the nineteen nineteen and does it. Yeah, but but they yeah. finally got everything online. They got the scores in. Uh, New Mexico took it at one nineteen. San Francisco one forty four, and Colorado rounds out top three at one ninety three. Huh. Another surprise, Eleanor Courier from New Hampshire was only 18th. Wow, that's a drop for her. Yeah, I figured Good call. Good call. she'd be around top three. God, they put, New Mexico put four girls in the top 15 of team scores. Yep. I wonder how I did in the prediction contest. Let me check here. Let me check. Okay, I had Courier winning. That happened, correct? Yep. Okay, then I had... What happened to my results? Oh, I'm going to screw up. I swear they're getting second. I'm going to be getting third. What did Danny Jones? Did we even see her? Tenth? Danny Jones was tenth, yeah. That's in the team standings, though. Where was she individually? Might be worse. Yeah, she was 15th. Those are team standings. New Mexico. Okay, I picked San Francisco third. They got second. I, picked, I, I did pretty good. I went one. I had Colorado getting second. Of course, it's not really hard. Well, something kind of, something kind of funny. The, the drop twins from Georgia finished right together at thirtieth, thirty first. That's amazing. There were two Ivy League girls that were twins. They they run for different schools. They finished the exact same time this year. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, that was one of the reasons why I got into running after college, despite not running in college. I figured, like, I used to be able to beat Weldon. Like, I had the same genes. Like, why shouldn't I be as good as he is? I wonder... Someone was asking this. Like, if you wanted to stream... Full track because there's D1 and D2 going on at the same time. I don't think you can multiple log in. Probably can't. But how would you watch both? Or, or can I log in in the same browser? Maybe so. All right, okay, I'm just going to test it out. Have, folks. I was going to say, I don't have an account. You'll have to give it a go. I'm trying not to analyze it too much because I don't want to get in trouble. Of course, I could just delete the podcast after it's over or just cut it off when the race starts so then they won't know what happened. Okay, D2 is live. Let's see what happens. I mean, I don't I, I don't feel like we really contributed much outside of anything you could just find online without paying. Well, I know. 
Oh, and, and I've, I've listened to the, the, the ticket sports radio 1310 in the Dallas. It's amazing what they do. Well, first of all, they have a fake Jerry Jones come on and do an interview every week, you know, on the Cowboys. And he actually likes it, but it's hilarious. I and mean, he's an alcoholic. It's amazing. Um, and then one game a year, he'll just kind of be like this, and they'll be like, oh, I think they should be passing more. You know? So. Undefeated for the year, Kurgut. Now, did we ever did we ever get any idea of like how old she actually was? No. I thought someone pulled up something from the IAF website that she was she was 26. Like they found her actual birth date. But I don't know 26? how accurate that was. Yeah, I think someone pulled it up that it was. What thread was that on? I don't think it's loud. I, I was looking at it last night. I don't remember what thread. It looks windy now. You know, Twitter's kind of weird. It's like, do we really need everyone tweeting? Like, unofficial results, so three, two, and twelve, actually. There's just, like, too much information. It's coming to your head at all times. We've got her listed right here. Yes, 26 would be right. They had her listed as born in 1991. So where did you find that? Uh, Yeah, this is on the IAAF website. If you just go on there and type in, just go to the Google Google search engine, type in Edna Kurgot age, and then scroll all the way to the bottom. It'll be that last link down there. I'm going to text the boys. Is that rude for me to start a thread saying Edna, 26-year-old Edna Kurgot? Yeah, I'll throw it up there. Just start a thread, 26-year-old Edna Kurgot. Wins into championships. And then just link to that. See, Weldon gets mad when I start stuff. I know what people want to read. That's A, it's factual. It's not my fault that people will click on that. Like, it's sports radio. People like to get outraged. People like to be fine. You know what I'm saying? Weldon will get mad if I start something like that. I'm going to send them a a text. But, hey, I don't have a problem. It's the rules. I mean, they started this thing. I should know this as a former NCAA coach, but, like, because you sometimes see, like, 28-year-old basketball players. But there's, like, a rule now, like, if you sit out, they wanted to stop it. So I think if you sit out and compete, like in road races and stuff, your clock starts ticking. Like an American only has like five or six years from the time they graduate from high school to get out of there because they're normally yeah. running in a road race or something. Over there, I think they can claim they didn't run any races. There's no proof of it. I don't know. Any coaches on here? Where's that chat book? I, I closed the talk shoe client. Here. Oh, yeah. Wow. We got, I'm kind of surprised. surprised to see the Furman girls get seventh. Oh, pretty good. They never made the meet, right? They've been having a great year. Not their first year. 
Why can't I copy this damn tweet? Post post should be on the board now. All right. I'm gonna put in my the video. Is it really be analyzing it? Where is it? That's all I do. These broadcasts. Like so now, what I'll do, like my quick take, John will write the recap, and I'll just come up with some stupid stat. Like I'll just compare all the ranked teams to where they finished. I wonder. I you know it takes forever. I you know come up with the chart. Official. D. Scott right there. Not afraid to put his name down. I'm going to copy the threat. Send it to the guys. John will think I'm lying. They always think I'm being outrageous. Where is... Who's going to find that podcast, too? Is it talk to your client? Are people still typing in there? Uh, let me look over there real quick. I lost it. Inside Kenya. One thing I was thinking about running, and when you're younger, you don't realize this, but like how many profiles of a runner can we do? They're all the same. And I guess you could say that about basketball too, but like. Full track is advertising for their content. I mean, are the people already on it, paying for it, or are they trying to get parents to, like, not cancel in the month? I don't know. Like, I had the Slow Pro subscription for a while. I did it for about a year, and I, they weren't putting out enough. They weren't putting out enough content for that money. Well, yeah, but I, it's weird. I'll even, I have friends who aren't fans of boxing, but they'll pay $100 to watch a boxing match. You know? I don't I don't, I don't know what draws people to that. I mean, yet again, you also, you, you never know what you're going to get. Like, it's not letting me log in. What the hell? No. Oh. Oh, wait, I was trying to watch D2. Whatever happened to that? He kicked me out. I'm going to see if you can watch D1 and D2 because I won't have my ammunition. Yeah, I am watching both. One thing to bring down the cost, they could have D1, D2, and D3 in the same location. But the problem is you're not in hotel rooms, most cities, some small towns, you know? Yeah, that's true. Where is this D2 meet? Uh, uh, they're both in Illinois somewhere. Nice see. course.
Okay. Now, is just just looking at the one case splits. Is it... Can't hear you anymore. Hello. Is it possible we have a Kurgat win D1 and then another Kurgat win D2? It's very funny because there's a girl. Yeah, there's a. Black girl, who's like she's getting second though? Looks like she, oh, there's two girls cleared the field. She's one of them, but the other girl's kind of pulling ahead now. You know, they used to let the D2, they, they weren't on the same, like D2 was on like a Saturday and D1 was on a Monday, and they let the D2 champ run in the D1 meet if they wanted to. Like, how cool is that? Yeah, the top half of the D2 field can run with the T- D1 team. I'd be interested to know, like, um, each year, how many, uh, like, of the top, you know, D- D2 runners, how many of them could have placed in the top 40, get All-American in D1? I'm trying to figure out who's doing the D2 podcast. They just, I mean, looking at the D2 runners, they don't even look the same as the D1 runners, this woman up front. Like, I think you could show a 10-year-old a video of both two, the top two and the women, and, and say who's better, and you could tell. It's weird. <laughs> same thing with the rest of the field. Not moving as fast. Nah, I mean the the two. Of course, we're comparing across courses here, but two K splits are about ten seconds slower on the D two side. I always think about that. If my kid ends up being like a straw runner, I was like, well, they can go D three. It doesn't matter. Your talent still can go out anywhere. But um, okay. Okay, I'm going to. Um, I, I, I got distracted talking to you guys. God damn it! I got to break some news here. Jonathan Galt has written back saying that Kurgat has said she's 22. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just basing it on what I'm reading here. She says 22, and IAAS says 26. Well, so. Because, you know, I, I don't want to accuse her of anything. I and mean, she could be 22. I mean, birthday's over there. Who knows? But I think there is some rule. Like, if you compete in competitions, you sit out. But it'd be easy to, it'd be easy to you know, I've talked to college coaches. Like, if I was coaching a big school, it'd be so tempting. Like, you can't fly the kids over here for the first flight. But once they're here, you can pay for everything. So it'd be so tempting just to give the parents, like, $500 or $1,000 to get them over here. Like, I mean, it's a life-changing thing for them. and helps your program or – you know, to say, oh, they never competed in a meet, you know, so the clock wouldn't tick, you know, and I don't know. I mean, I don't really, I always sometimes try to put myself in their shoes. Like, if I could go to college in America but saying I haven't, you know, I'd do the same thing. But maybe she is. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Like, no, no doubt. I'm not, I'm not upset that somebody who is 26 years no. old is going to run, run their way out of just point um, out, yeah, right? It's just a fact. She had back in back in Kenya, but I'm saying if she's running her way out of one life into another one, that's much better. Who's going to really fault her for that? 
But you know, my, but my big thing on um, Edward Cheswick, I mean, from the moment he he stepped foot in this country, I heard he was overage, way overage, two or three years. Oh, same year. We sent a guy over to Kenya. He was going to investigate it, and he did investigate it. But then he didn't want to break the story. He felt sorry. He went to Cheswick's house, met his mother, felt like people in Kenya would be upset if he sort of broke his story. Um, Okay, well, she's gone. So John says she's gone. So we'll just write in the recap that she says she's 22. But I'll, I'll write it in the third right now. Um, but anyways, um, what was I saying? You were talking about Cheserick. Oh, yeah. So he went over there. He found one document that said he was one year older than what he was. He found that one was hand. That one was typed. He found one that was handwritten that said he was the same age, or something like that. And then he found, but he then he talked to a girl who said she went to high school with him. She said he was like five years older than he said he was. So you know, you could say he's in, he's either well, it might have been like one, two, and four, or something like that. So you're like, okay, he's at least one year older than he says he is, and he's already one year older for a high schooler. So I never thought he should have the high school ranks records. That really bothered me. That was the only thing that bothered me. Like you can't. A 26-year-old beating a 22-year-old is not nearly as bad as, like, a 20-year-old beating a 15-year-old. You know what oh, I'm yeah, saying? That's it's like... It's ballpark. You're right. This Kurgat girl is dominating the D2 me right now, so... We ought to see if there's anybody named Kurgat in the D3 meet. We have a, a, a triple crown Kurgat. What did I say she was, said she was? She said she was. She said she was 22. Oh, I know what I got to do. I got to update the homepage. You always guys are distracting me. That's what I normally do is photos. This used to be the biggest traffic day of the year. I'm really upset that meets not on Monday. Probably good for business. The fortress and that broadcasting is puppy. See what it's like. God, traffic's not even that high right now. I mean, it's 50% higher than normal day right now, but back in the day, we used to get probably twice this on Monday because people at work can't stream. They can't do anything. What year did they change it from Monday to the Saturday before? I don't know. Three or four years ago, I wonder if we still have any. Doesn't show me who. I just got just got a text. Logan asking John, "Where are you?" You put it in for guest sixty-three. Great, great, great. <laughs> okay, I, when I said great comment by guest sixty-three. I meant the second one, not the first one, but they're both very funny. To put it in perspective, Jordan Hesse is 26 now. That's a great comment. It really is. But <laughs> the comment was, Ice will be waiting at the finish line next week meets him. Hey, we're not saying she shouldn't be over in the country. I mean, she's got every right to, to attend. But if she was 26, she might not be eligible. So then she wouldn't probably get a scholarship. But anyway. Um, 
Yeah, isn't Chris Derrick like twenty six, twenty seven? So like he's just now as old as like Sam Chilango was back when <laughs> they were competing. Well, I, that always shocked me because Chilango used to wipe Rupp's butt, and I never thought why he's not a better pro, but it's because he's twenty six. I mean, to me, one thing about running is overrated. Like Weldon got really good for college despite not breaking 30 minutes in college, but I always felt like we were behind. We were premature babies. We just we looked like when we were 16, we were 12, and Rupp looked like that. If I, if I was going to argue that Rupp is clean, which might not be easy for me to do, I would say I always thought he could be clean because he's young. So it's not about it's about when you stop improving. You know, if you stop improving at 22, or if you keep improving all the time the time you're 26, you know, if you're a 9 flat 2-miler versus a 9-20, it doesn't matter. It's a big difference in high school, but if you keep improving for an extra three years, you're going to catch that person and beat them. But one reason would be because the Chilango was a lot older. So while he was beating Rupp, a 26-year-old Chilango beats a 20-year-old Rupp, it doesn't mean that a 30-year-old Chilango is going to beat a 24-year-old Rupp because Rupp's going right. to be improving and Chilango's going to plateau. Well, USTFCCA, good, good tweet here. Amy Lewis Neal picked up 17 runners. So that's the thing, though. Uh, and no... No offense to like Leo Manzano, who got that bronze medal, or was the silver medal, I guess. It's a lot easier to run for third, you know, and to pick people off than it is to run for first, you know. But really what you're doing in a race is you should just maximize your effort. But I think some people think, oh, I've got a medal, I've got to finish in the podium, I've got to, do, I've got to win. You know, you force it early on and you die late. Um, so... Yeah, that's a, it's an interesting kind of strategy, just going for third or something. Like, I, I always thought there was a big uh, opportunity for, like, some of these top uh, African marathoners. Like, you know you know how London, they you know, they always go at a world record pace and then they, they all die and run 205 or whatever. Like, what if one of these, you know, 204 guys just says, I'm just going to run an even 207 and then, you know, he would have finished third, you know? Like, what if yeah. they just t- totally ignore the world record pacers at, like, Berlin and London and some all these fast marathons and just go out and run a even 206, 207 and get third? Uh, well, I think it's the smart thing. The smarter we get, people know not to do surges. I mean, like, in the New York Marathon, like, Gourmet Gibbous West made this huge surge. I'm like, that was just stupid. Like, Rob would, would never do that. Yeah. I'm texting my brother. He doesn't know what Joe Franklin looks like. Oh, it could be. I'm sending him a picture. You know, that's a madhouse now. You're trying to get a couple interviews before the next race, which is just a shit show. What? I said, are you still following the D2 race? Do you have that pulled up or anything? I mean, the stream's on. Some girl's way, the the, the Kenyan girl's way ahead. Yeah, that's way what it looks like. She, she should, she should be finishing fairly soon. She should be hitting 5K about now. Oh, wow. The, there we go. Yeah. 5K split for her, 1710. It's 1650 right now on the internet. Oh, well, the, well sorry, the, uh, is D three pad? Is this D two? This is D two or three? 
This is D2. They're more passionate. They got more people there, like shirts off. Not as big of a crowd, I don't think, but I would love to know that. How many people stream D1, D2, D3? How how many people show up? You know, the the rope, on a, it's so windy there. The rope, like, blew out of the course. I'm going to trip the leader. I forgot what you guys made me distract. Y'all distracted me. I know what I'm doing. Yoga, how often? I want to know how the average viewer does it. Like, do you, do you just stay on the message board? Or do you go to the homepage? Like, how do you know when new stuff's on the homepage? Say what? Like, how do you know when there's new stuff on the homepage? Like, I'll spend a lot of time right now putting up the top threads on the homepage, but do most people go to the forum to check out the threads, or do you just see that the homepage threads? or? Uh, normally, I just I hit up the homepage, and then if I want to go roll through the threads, I go to the threads. But normally, I'm reading what's on the, I mean, what's on that splash page up front. Yeah, I usually just have the message board bookmarked and go there. Wrong page. But you know me, what? What'd you say? I usually just have the, the message board bookmarked and check that. And if it's like the day before be, a meeting, I want to read the preview. Just, I was looking at what we did 10 years ago. We used to just have the message board. We can barely do anything on the homepage. And then I spent all this time and effort on the homepage, but now it's because I have more time and effort. I'm like, I could just go back to the old days, and then someone's like, no, they wouldn't come anymore. I, I, say, I, 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 use the, I use the homepage a lot. Like, I go through and I read most of the things that get put up on here, so... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I definitely read the the previews and the the recaps on the homepage, but I I usually only go to the homepage if it's if it's around the time of a big event like you know, a major marathon or NCAA meet or something like that. That's when I know that there's previews up. Someone posted in the live uh, the live thread that uh, Amy Elise Neal's last kilometer was 2:59 to to get second. I wonder if that was like the fastest close of the day. She came up out of nowhere. To be honest, I don't. Where was she at? Uh, where was she even at at five? They said she gained 17 places. Is Edna Kurgow E D N A H? E-D-N-A-H, yeah. I'm taking my screenshot for the homepage. The other Kurgat took the D2 race. She won that oh, by... Just... Oh, I forgot to take a screenshot of her. Damn it. You can't rewind, Fortrack. If I can take out the breaking start times page. 
Okay, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the text message thread with Weldon. It, it, you know, they're texting each other trying to figure out where they are. Schweizer's not giving an interview until she cools down. They're reminding each other the live results don't take out individuals. They're having to cross barriers. I guess Weldon has sent out Bulltrack saying, raise your hand if you're ready for the, for the men's race. I'm going to put, not if it costs $30, and then wait to my editorial. It looks like for the men's race, they're going to have splits at 2K, 4K, 5K, 8K, 9K, and finish. Across the line at 2K. What did our tweet say? I think I think their interviews are going live. Oh, he's got a great photo. I gotta I gotta take this photo down. That's a much better photo. I'm going to put it on the home page. This is 14 minutes ago. They picked Kerr got up. You guys see that tweet? Yeah. Where is it? Old Man New Mexico says 65 is okay if you still have eligibility. I kind of agree with the sentiment. Edna wasn't hardly dominant two years ago. She put in a lot of hard work. Even late bloomers deserve a chance. I mean, as long as you're fine with all the rules, I mean, big I'm pretty sure that's not how it is, though. I mean, like, she, I'm, you shouldn't have eligibility left. It's, no, it's yeah, they changed the rules. I mean, every, every once in a while you see a 28-year-old bad football player, though. I forgot what the rules are. I think you can't be playing your sport. Because I think I would – shit, that's, I don't know how – even if my kid's a mediocre runner, I'll have him go to high school until 18, sit out like four years, run, become halfway decent at like 22, and then go to college on a full ride. Yeah, I don't think – I don't think that – I don't think it's allowed. Oh, uh which, of course, I'm also not an NCAA compliance officer, so I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> no, I, I forgot to change it. Your card starts ticking. Yeah, I think <laughs> if, you're a, if you're a high school, you know, like graduate high school, I think your clock starts, you know, you have five years until then unless you get another year for, like, military like exemption or, or religious but then, exemption but then or how something do you have like that. 28-year-old basketball football player sometimes. Like Brandon Weaver, like twenty-eight. What? Yeah, when he was what? When he was at Oklahoma State, was he twenty-eight? I or think was he you only lose one year if you compete. 
Well, I know you can get exemptions for uh, yeah, more redshirt. You can go redshirt, and then on top of that, I think you can actually get a medical exemption outside of that. So I feel like the longest you should have post high school is seven years. So the oldest you could possibly be is twenty five. Yeah, because there was there was a guy that was my age. Yeah, he was in the Air Force or something, and he yeah he missed three years, not consecutive. So he was. 25, like his last year. Yeah, I feel I feel like that's the cap on it. I just got a text from a fan from a Cornell runner. Oh wow! Whoever is doing your Twitter is doing excellent work. and should keep it up. He he quoted my my tweet about not if it costs thirty dollars. See, the young kids don't know how to go to the message board. They all go to Twitter. The latest from the message board. Let's just put you guys on hold for a while. My wife is calling me. Hopefully, she's not having a baby. <laughs> All right. All right, man. That's fine. Gentlemen, good news, and the baby is not here. Um, I got to go give her some grapefruit juice, so I'll be gone for about two minutes. But that'll be perfect timing because the race will be starting. All right. All right. And then it's once good. the men's race ends, I'm going to stop so I can actually do some work. But I, I'm not. All I'd be doing, what I normally do, is just post like stupid observations on the message board. Although I guess people may like those. The Colorado. I mean, they won by 25 points. That Oregon. Someone said their top two wasn't good enough. They were 272 points. How is that even? Well, would that have mattered? I'm watching. So do they? Do they finally have like official results out yet? I don't know. I haven't seen them. It's official. Ten minutes ago. According to. USTF, CCA. I don't see the. I mean, it was a couple of years ago. Did people figure out how to bootleg the stream or not? I got to go bring other stuff. We'll be back.
for nine days. Why, who's here? Here's you. I know you're ferocious. You're so ferocious.
You guys still there? Hello? Uh, I'm still here. Wow, sorry. I had, it took longer than I thought. What's been going on? Do you guys have a split yet? Yeah, the 2K split is 539, which, uh, I mean, I don't know how accurate you know the measurement is, but that's pretty fast. It's like low 28, I think. I'm doing the math right, so... Oh, I'm, um, I'm, I'm looking now at the screen. This is great. They're running. I'm so sick of college. Cross country is not supposed to be evenly packed. You know, we talked about just going out and running that 207 marathon. You might do well, but it's like my brother in college, like, you got to run even pace, but no one does it. Like, this, there's already a lead pack of 20 guys. These NAE guys are hammering it. Yeah. Two of them are just going one, two. Wow. Are you able to, because the 2K split was a couple minutes ago, are you able to see who's in the in the lead right now? The two NAU guys. Oh, really? Wow. I mean, there's a lead pack of maybe 15, 20 people. Oh, okay. They're, they're side by side. Yeah, because at the 2K split, Grant Fisher was about five seconds behind the... The top guys, although, I mean, I guess five seconds isn't a huge deal, but. Well, I was joking with John Gall. He got mad. I was joking. I watched Grant Fisher run the Pac-12 meet. I said, that's the anti-prey. He said, what do you mean? I said, that guy does as little work as possible to win a race. Yeah, he's not in the lead pack. But he's probably trying to run even. But this is the way to beat Fisher. I don't want to hear this crap about how he's going for the team title. He's in the second back. I guess I could turn on the sounds. I could hear what they're saying. I wonder if one of these Alabama guys is going to end up stealing it. Oh, I picked one. Where is he? He was he was in first at the two K split. Um, Gilbert Keegan. Oh, oh yeah, they're right there on the side. You got NAU one two, and then Alabama one two on the side. Like the four of them are basically abreast. I'll take a screenshot. Well, you can see the full chart. Tweet. Yeah, Alabama, go for it. Guys, just slander. I should be taking notes for the recap. That's the other thing. If I was really doing a broadcast and not doing this, I'd be typing like, okay, he went to the lead of the 11-minute mark. Yeah, Keegan's still got a one-second lead. About 11 minutes, he hammered. He's, about, he's way ahead of that. I'm coming around to pick Keegan or another one. I want to win this contest. I picked Kiprock. Damn it. The coach told us Keegan was going to be the winner. Shit. 
Yeah, I put all three Alabama Kenyans somewhere in the top ten because I just figured there's a good chance they'll all be up there. So right now, Northern Arizona has what, 40 points on BYU. What was the first score? Northern Arizona is 92, BYU 137, Portland 149, Colorado State also 149. They're either running great or they're going to blow up. Of course, we're only 4K in, so that could change. Fisher's getting dry. He's being pathetic. He can catch him, though. I mean, Fisher's nine seconds back. Fisher will probably get second. He can still catch him. He's only nine seconds back. So, yeah, interesting. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if he Fisher just kind of feels like the top guys went are going out too hard. I wonder if he's sort of biding his time and. So the Kenyan's out by like a head by like ten meters, and he's got like about a seven or eight person chase pack chasing him, and then there's a second pack about ten meters behind them. Maybe it's more than ten meters. Maybe they're thousand one, thousand two, thousand three. He's got about a three second lead. Thousand one, thousand two, thousand three, thousand four. 2005. Then it's like five seconds to that pack where Fisher is. So he's probably like eight, nine seconds back. I'm not sure he wasn't. Yeah, because I remember last year, um, you know, after after the top three, there was a there was a pack that went pretty hard around midway, and Fisher kind of hung back and then picked them all off and moved himself up to fifth place. So is I think he kind of think he kind of knows what he can do. I thought Jerry Ward was joining the market. I am not as strong as I was trying to be. So I feel like when you make a move like this, you have to be fully Like in Alabama could have their last guy walk and they'd probably still be in the top twenty. Yeah. A lot of results seem to not be. They're past five k now, aren't they? Yeah, they hit fourteen thirty five. Okay. Yeah, there's nothing in the. Live scoreboard. Classic. Yeah, 
I'm rooting against Portland. You say you're rooting against Portland? Yeah, they died their comments, man. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. NCH five kids put still aren't working. Yeah. They and Florida has nothing to say because they need a split too. He's getting caught. Oh, no, he's not. Oh. I'm going to count the split. 1,001, 1,002, 3, 4, 5. Oh. Fisher's not that far back. He could catch him. I mean, think about it. In a kick, you don't realize this. If you blow, if you blow the doors off somebody in the 400, you could pick up 7 seconds in a 400. He's probably only 10 seconds back. Yeah. Yeah. Last uh yeah, last K or so, especially on cross cross country course a lot can change. I'm kinda of disappointed about these live results. Uh it's a joke. pretty much they did, they did it last year. <laughs> I mean they need that to work. I'm gonna take a screenshot of it. Because they're probably through, well, the next split would be 8K. I don't think they're there yet. But you're not missing anything on the broadcast. They're like, you know, the full track people are pissed. They're not getting the split either because they don't have anything to say. <laughs> so is the broadcast, are they just in, like, the lead cart and you can just see the leaders? And the ones or what are the they showing? I mean, they're kind of showing the top. 30. I mean, they'll show the leader. They got a split screen right now. So they're showing the leader, and then they're showing another screen that's showing the field come through, which is actually pretty good. But instead of keeping that there, they switched the side view of the A leader, which is stupid. I think he's going to get caught. So right now, Keegan's alone, and and then how many are in the chase pack? That's spread out. It's Keegan, and then two NAU guys are chasing him down, and then looks like Knight's with him, and then well, now I'm getting a different angle, though. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong thing, sorry. I'm looking at a goddamn Twitter account. It looked like the two NAU guys. And then it's a four-person race. The two NAU guys just caught him, and they passed him. Oh, wow. And Knight's with him. And then the other Kenyan's five meters back. And I mean, it's broken open. These NAU guys could go one fucking two. Wonder if Keegan kind of. <laughs> wonder if he just took it out too hard and now he's about to blow up. Well, he's hanging out. He's responded. So now it's a four-person lead pack. If I could take a goddamn picture. The screen is not very high quality. Yeah, I think it's I had the, the. I think I had the two NAU guys. I think in my prediction contest, I had like Knight, Fisher, 
then two Alabama guys, and then two NAU guys. This is what I believe, but I am pleased about this. That it's a man's race. Yeah. They caught him. They caught him win at 20 minutes. You know, you're doing what it is. I mean, Peter Lamont's in like eight. He, Peter Lamont had a Grant Fisher. They got three in the top eight. I don't even see BYU in this thing. Wow. Yeah, I think of the two hits, what the top BYU guy was like 30th or something. Of course, it's only 2K, but. Okay, they just hit the 8K. 20, or what would 22 minutes be? Let me check to see. Oh, Fisher's not, Fisher's not out of it. So they're putting the 8K split on where the 5K split is on the live, live results. So 23-21. Culture stream went out. Oh my god, they put an ad in it. <laughs> they just put an ad in the middle. It's too good. It looks like Fisher's leading the chase pack in fifth with with the tip rock. So they're ten seconds back with two K to go. So how much Fisher Fisher is, is catching I mean, it's this old I've always wondered if you could do this. Just run even pace, can you catch him? Fisher's not that far back. Oh here we go, splits, you got him. Yeah, so the eight K split, the top four were uh about ten seconds ahead of Fisher. Thank you. 
those fish are catching up to them on the broadcast? I can't see it. It's too choppy, and they're just showing the front. Is it is Kiprop with them, or is it just Fisher on his own catching up to him? I mean, all I can see is the two you guys, the Knights, hanging right behind him. I mean, he's hanging like three meters behind him, but he's, I mean, his kick is so good. Then you got the Kenyan about 15 meters back, and then I can't even see the other guys. I don't think the other guys are catching him. I thought they were, but they're too far back. They ain't catching him. Yeah, if Knight is just sitting on the NAU guys, and he'll probably just be like Wisconsin. He'll just wait until 400 to go and blow by him. Still, if they get two in the top three, that's incredible. I can't believe it just went to commercial. Sixty-eight to one sixty-seven. Portland's up there. Portland better not better better not be BYU. It's gonna really upset me. They're start Knights barely hanging in there. Yeah, the team the, the team results at eight K NAU sixty nine BYU one sixty six. Crazy. Colorado State's up there. I guess we'll see how That's they true NCAA. I mean, what is their best NCAA finish? This is amazing. My God. Why are they having Jerry Ward talk? I'm looking at team. Huh? BYU, Portland, Colorado State, Stanford, yeah. Colorado. Oregon's only 10th. Syracuse is only 12th. My God. Where's Princeton? Nice to stand close enough to hang in there. There's. They had a. I think there was. I went night to win this. And it, you can't have any of you win at all. Princeton's getting the house. 29th. Baxter's from New Zealand, they said? Hmm. Baxter's taken it, and Baxter's gone ahead. So Baxter's dropped him, and then Knight's now passed the other NAU guy. So he is responding. It looks like Knight's going to be dropped the whole time, but he's staying like five, ten meters back. It's windy as hell. Fisher's coming, but he's not winning it. He's in like six. So it's Baxter, Knight, Day, Fisher. Yeah. I guess it's just in between. Really I, 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 I,
I'm guessing they're probably through 9K, but there's no live split. I just sent a tweet. We're coming down the home stretch. Here we go. Okay. I can't tell you what's happening. Here comes Knight. He's going to take it. He's pulling him away. It's just like that Roy Linklater one in the pre-nats when he was way behind. Oh, it's not even close. And now there's a finish split. Justin Knight and Mac, Matt Baxter. He's pulling a Farah. He's looking over his shoulder nonstop. I don't know where he came from. I wasn't looking. He was behind. Oh, he's... That's what I want. Oh, he's doing the Syracuse thing, too. Fisher only fifth. Peter Lamong, eighth. Wow. Looks like he was getting beat. I mean, 28 minutes. What was the winning time? So it was right on the line between Knight and Baxter, I guess, both at 29 flat. What? Live results. Yeah. Knight, 29.11. Baxter, 29.78. My tweet was wrong. So 28.01, you can see how far back he was from my tweet. He was two or three seconds back, I guess. He caught him right away. Yeah, NAU crush BYU. Casey Klinger was BYU's top runner. I never knew what was going to happen. I need any of you guys to be serious here. 
Looks like Portland beat BYU. Sorry, hello? You there? Yeah, I'm still here. I was listening to his interview. I just posted it on the message board thread. So he was pretty far back. He just caught him, and then he said he wasn't feeling good. He didn't know how much he had left. He was cramping up at 4K, but he had to suck it up. So they said, what, if, what are you feeling at the end? He's like, I just didn't know what I had left. Went, oh, I was a little bit off today. This is Fisher. Wow, Portland beat fucking BYU. Damn it. They're, see, it's going to justify people not running fucking meets. Yeah. I'd still rather beat BYU. You won your conference meet and you finished in the podium. All right, I'm going to go. I guess that's good. Thanks, Ralph. Thanks for calling in. Good. Yeah. Talk to you later. Bye.